Morocco's inflation rate continues to accelerate on what global inflation means for inputs in the energy sector. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your Pulse on Everything Business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the KFA Namshu, and you can find me at the Dong. Players in the energy sector increasingly finding themselves having to revise their budgets and dig deeper into their pockets for their projects to proceed or scrap them altogether. For many, this has been hinged on supply chain disruptions occasioned by COVID-19 effects. The pressure on supply chains has further been exacerbated by China's return to a lockdown and the Russia-Ukraine war. Managing Director of Umeme, Celestino Babunji, explains what this means for the energy sector. Not only are we seeing increasing prices as we recover from COVID, where global markets are opening up. Um, at the same time, we, some of our inputs, we experience challenges. Uh, for example, chips, you know chips that are used in meters, motor cars and so on, which are not available globally. The other challenge was um, shipping was an issue. Um, to get items from China, which used to take 90 days, was now taking four to five months. Um, we also experienced increase in metal prices. We've seen copper, aluminium, among others, go up by more than 30%. Um, we are heavy on the road to deliver service to our customers. Fuel prices, we've seen them also go up, right, from an average of 3,300 to now 5,600 um, in terms of fuel prices. And, and, and broadly, when you look at all those inputs and challenges, um, it has an impact on uh, how we deliver service to our customers. However, we are building also contingencies to ensure that we can be efficient um, and, 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 and have access to some of those rare items. For sure, it will affect us. For sure, global supply chains will affect us in terms of our ability to deliver projects on time due to delays <coughs> in getting the items into the country. And for sure, we, with increasing prices and inflation, um, the outputs expected will be lower than what we had anticipated because when the prices go up, so the total output actually in terms of quantity will, um, will go down. We hope that China will open up. We hope also that um, <laughs> the European, Russia, Ukraine issue is resolved. But broadly also, we, we were challenged that with increasing global inflation, you may have seen the UK is at 9%, the US is closing to 8.5%. We expect also financing costs to start going up. So as a country, not only for the energy sector, we should brace ourselves and prepare for these macro factors that are coming along the way and adjust according to Shazu can continue delivering service. A quick review of the other stories making it to the podcast. The annual inflation rate in Morocco climbed for the third straight month to 5.9% in April of 2022, up from 5.3% in the previous month. It's the highest point since at least January of 2008, driven by food and non-food products, of which transportation, clothing and footwear, and miscellaneous goods and services feature heavily. On a monthly basis, consumer prices increased by 1.8%, the same pace as in the preceding month. At least 60% of SMEs in Kenya were denied funding in the last three months. This is according to a report by consulting firm Wild International. Lack of collateral was highlighted as a major reason for the snub as Wild International detailed a range of turmoil faced by businesses in its report, SME Access to Financing. The startup state associated with limited experience in running the business also implicated SMEs seeking financing, this as well as low business turnover. According to the report, debt financing that is mostly provided by banks, microfinance institutions, 
and non-banking institutions is the most preferred type of financing for SMEs as opposed to equity financing. The latter, Wild International Fund, tends to have a stringent investment assessment criterion as well as grants. Working capital stood out as the dominant purpose of financing, followed by asset financing and product diversification. Now, the International Monetary Fund is concerned that there is an impending food crisis unless global trade remains open and support for vulnerable households increased. It's also calling for sufficient agriculture supply and addressing of financial pressures to mitigate the crisis. IMF says Russia's invasion of Ukraine has caused serious economic and social consequences, with many countries now facing dangerous food shortages, sharply higher food prices for food, energy, and fertilizer. This comes at a time when public finances of various countries are already stretched from COVID-19 pandemic and public debt burdens are high. With inflation at the highest levels seen in decades, vulnerable households in low- and middle-income countries are at most risk of acute food insecurity. Nigeria's leading telecommunication companies lost over 17,000 subscribers between June of 2021 and February of 2022. This is according to data published on the Nigerian Communications Commission website. Details of the data from the regulatory agency showed that the four leading telecom operators, MTN, Airtel, Globalcom, and Nine Mobile, lost varying numbers of subscribers within the nine-month period. Nine Mobile, the fourth largest telecommunications operator in Nigeria, led the chart with over 8,000 subscribers opting out of the network. This followed by Airtel, which lost over 5,000 subscribers, and then MTN, which lost over 2,000 subscribers. Globalcom Nigeria recorded the least number of losses at just over 1,400 subscribers opting out of its service within the same period under review. A quick look at the markets. Cocoa Futures on the International Commodity Exchange fell below the 2,430 per tonne in May, the lowest in over five months amid expectations of higher production among largest producers. Higher precipitation and growing regions of ivory cost improved the outlook of the meat crop in the world's top producer. Farmers from Ghana also reported favorable growing conditions. In the meantime, downward pressure in prices also tracked a lower global demand amid soaring inflation and recession fear. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index weekend and closed 1% lower at the end of last week, mainly dragged by a steep plunge in shares of luxury goods group Richmond after the company struck a cautious note of a growth in China after its full-year profit disappointed. Commodity linked and tech stocks helped to limit losses. Meanwhile, concerns persisted over soaring inflation and sluggish growth despite optimism around stimulus measures unveiled by China. Domestically, South Africa's Reserve Bank has taken an aggressive hawkish stance to raise interest rates by a margin not seen since January 2016 in a bid to contain inflation. On the week, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange lost 1.6%. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good morning, Africa. It's a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Withadong.